Perhaps you have been listening to this program week after week, day after day. Maybe you've even tried some of the suggestions that you've heard and tried to follow some of the commandments of God that we have been studying from the scriptures. And it may be that you find that there just isn't any help. You discover that uh, it doesn't work for you. And you may be somewhat perplexed about that. You may be wondering, what's wrong? Is there something really wrong with the Bible? Is there something wrong with uh, the interpretation of the Bible that's being presented? What's wrong anyway? Well, of course, there's nothing wrong with the Bible. There may possibly be something wrong with the interpretation from time to time. No interpreter is perfect. But still, you may have a problem that's even far more basic than that. I'm interested in speaking day by day and week after week to people who are genuine Christians, to people who know Christ as their Savior, who thereby can understand the Word of God because they have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them, enabling them to understand that book, and who can avail themselves of the promises of God as they are given in Scripture because they have the Holy Spirit to empower them to do God's will. And it may very well be that you, even though you have been listening and assuming that you're a Christian, are not really a Christian after all. So every once in a while, I think it's wise for us, even on this little segment where we have to take just a very brief period of time to just give one thrust from the Scriptures to make that thrust a gospel thrust. It may very well be that you are not really a Christian. Now, I certainly don't want to in any way uh, jeopardize the faith of a person who is a true believer. I'm not trying to question or call into question legitimately saved persons. But let me say that if you are trying to do what the Bible says and trying and trying and trying and trying and finding out nothing ever happens, then I think it well behooves you to sit down and give a hard look at your faith itself. It may very well be, as indeed it has been in the case of some people from time to time, that you really do not have a genuine faith in Christ. So let's take a hard look then today at this basic question, the most basic question of all in the matter of growth. There can be no growth in a dead person. You see, Ephesians 2 says to people who had become Christians, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. When Adam sinned against God, the fulfillment of God's warning took place. He said to Adam, the day that you eat, you shall surely die. And while Adam did not die physically, even though the deterioration of his physical body began that day, he did die on the spot the moment that he determined in his heart to sin against God, he did die spiritually. That is, he became dead to God in, because of his trespasses and sins. And every more man, every woman, every child who has been born since Adam, except the Lord Jesus Christ himself, has been born a sinner, born dead, stillborn spiritually. That is to say, he is born estranged from God. 
He does not have a vital relationship with God. He's dead to God, and if God seems dead to him, it's not because God is dead, but it's because he's dead to God. You can come before a corpse and bring the most magnificent meal that you ever saw or smelled with no response because the corpse can't appreciate the meal. He can't taste it. He can't enjoy it. He can't get excited over it. He's dead. And you can bring the most precious and wonderful truths of Scripture before a dead man, but he doesn't respond to them. The Bible seems dead to him, not because the Bible's dead, but because he's dead to the Bible. And so you can bring the promises of God. You can bring the challenges of Scripture. You can bring all of the things that we've been trying to do for Christians to a person who's really dead in trespasses and sins, and there isn't going to be any effect upon him. It isn't going to work because his basic need has not yet been met. He needs life. <clears throat> now, the wonderful thing about this passage is that we read in verse 5, even when we were dead by our sins, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. There can be life given to people through Christ. That's why he came not just the physical life, which means the resurrection of the body someday, but life that brings a man spiritually back to life, the spiritual resurrection, his new relationship to God so that God does come alive to him as he becomes really alive to God. And that's what you really need if you have never trusted Christ. But let me make the gospel very clear because your basic problem may be that somebody has talked about the gospel to you but has never explained the gospel itself. So often we hear people who talk about the gospel, they use the word, but they fail to tell people what that good news is. Here is the good news. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, this is the gospel which I preach to you. First, he says, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's the first point of the gospel. And then he was buried, and here's the second point of the gospel. He was raised according to the scriptures. <clears throat> the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. These are the two fundamental facts about that good news. You can read all through the book of Acts and you find every time anybody preached the gospel or spoke to another person about salvation, he always talked about the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ because together those two facts constitute this good news, that Christ came and died in my place. I, a guilty sinner who had violated all of God's commandments and all of God's law, that all of my sins should be thrown on him and he should be punished in my place. Christ died for my sins. But God did not leave him dead. Our cross is an empty cross. It's a cross from which Christ was taken and an empty grave from which he was removed. He triumphed over death so that we who were dead in sins and we who will be dead physically would find that both our our physical and spiritual death were conquered by Christ. So his death for the sins of his people and his resurrection from the dead make them alive. What do you do to enter into that salvation? He says, Paul says in Ephesians 2, by grace you have been saved through faith, rescued 
were saved from hell, from its punishment, from the wrath of God, from an eternity without Christ, by faith. That means by believing that he died for you. If you, like others who before you, have really depended upon what Jesus Christ did, that's what faith or, or belief really means, to depend upon what Jesus Christ did on that cross. If you're depending upon what he did as what he did for you, personally trusting in him as your Savior, the very moment that you believe, the very moment you put that dependence on him, you will be saved, forgiven, and you will know the joys of being able to enter into those promises. Lord, help, we pray, any who may have been hearing this and other broadcasts, never realizing what the gospel actually is, to come to faith in Christ and thus solve the basic problem of all. For we pray in his name. Amen.